0: I told you that I would by the grace of God that should be good that should be good thumbs up thumbs down thumbs up thumbs down okay go ahead and do what you normally do no no don't, don't don't hit that, hit that uh, go hit that again hit that again leave that don't ever hit that okay go ahead and do the other thing as I was saying I told you that I would share with you at least the words if not the song that is my singing it because I can't sing and um there's no need to hit that right now just click it off click click that off. click, click. yeah okay there we go you, you should hear now you should be able to hear very good right now thumbs up thumbs down okay just this just, uh leave it just leave it Okay, and just leave it, as long as we can see that we know everything's all right. Go ahead. And I really mean this. Uh, When I tell you that just a little prayer will help you, uh, I'm telling you the truth. So, if you're not prone to pray, you don't want to pray, you don't feel like praying, I don't care who you are, and that that includes most of you. Pardon me. And that includes most of you. who don't feel like praying, who don't want to pray, some of you have uh, quit on God. And let me just say this. I have talked much about people who uh, claim to be saved in the church but are not, as God has led me including members of my own family. And then, of course, I've talked much about the irreligious. People who have never been inclined to uh, even investigate religion or church. But do you know there are people in the church who I believe are saved, but they have grown cold hearts, as Jesus Christ talked about the hearts of many have grown cold and they they're, they're, they are really not interested in the things of God anymore. So they look like lost people but they may be saved. And so when you talk to them about prayer, uh, they, they they really are not excited about that. And that's why we have so many so-called Christians trying to find An exciting church with a cute little name, a cute little building, and smoke coming up from the pulpit like it is some kind of concert. Rock concert at that. And we really don't need to add all of that stuff to draw people to Christ. They can get that uh, at uh, a KISS concert. Somebody said that KISS stands for King's and Satan's service. We don't need that in the church. But anyway, I told you my uh, youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, has finally provided the song for me. I wish I could sing it like my dad, but I can't. And so I want you to hear the lyrics. I once was lost in sin but Jesus took me in and then a little light from heaven filled my soul. He bathed my heart in love and he wrote my name above and just a little talk with Jesus makes me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer will turn. And you will know a little fire is burning. Find a little talk with Jesus. makes it right. Bad singing but good words. And, and that, that is true. Sounds cute, but that's real man. That's real stuff right there. I know What I'm talking about I May have I may have doubts and fears My eyes be filled with tears but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night I Go to him in prayer He knows my every care and just a little talk with Jesus makes it right now you try it i dare you to try a little talk with jesus you Say, well, preach i don't feel like praying and i certainly don't want to pray as long as you do and i don't i don't like to pray all kinds of things come into my mind and the devil fights me and and so forth and so on i double dog dare you to try it a little talk with jesus Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry and he will answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer will turn and you will know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Bad singing but good words. Try it. Just a little talk. Just tell the truth and shame the devil. If you, listen to me, if you have to lie to God, he knows everything. There's something wrong somewhere. Tell God the truth in the name of Jesus Christ about the situation as it is. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to block it. Stop trying to uh, uh, lie about it. Tell the truth. If you can't tell the truth to God, I don't know who you can tell the truth to because he already knows the truth. Confess your sins to God. All of your ugly sins, your unclean sins, your ungodly sins. He already knows about it. He already died for it. In the name of Jesus Christ. You want that guilt feeling gone? Be honest with God about all of your sin. I didn't say all of your sins. I said all of your sin. You know, the sin that's that's making you depressed and defeated and disgusted. Don't try to hide any part of it from God. Go ahead and tell God Sylvia's name. Go ahead and tell God Bo Peep's name, his real name. The one you caught up with, some of you people who claim to be Christians caught up with homosexuality, uh, lesbianism, queerness, foolishness. Some of you caught up with uh, swinging in the church. And, and, And some of you still have not quit, even though you know some Christians have died because of it. You have not quit yet. Because you're not convinced that God is chastising us. But one day you're going to find out. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Have a little talk with Jesus. We'll make it right. Now he said in that first stanza, have a little talk with Jesus made him whole. That means he got saved. Since he's been saved, having a little talk with Jesus will make things right. Remember now, Jesus died for your sins. And that's what probably has you messed up. The sins you committed in the past, uh, an accumulation of sins. Some of you have lied so much. You believe the lies yourself. You've lied for so many years. You've been a liar. I'm I'm talking to people who claim to be Christians. You've been a liar almost every time you open your mouth, you lie. Your default mode of speaking is lying. (laughs) That's funny, isn't it? But it's true. that's what you fall on. I mean, you've lied so much you can't even begin to tell the truth. As the old saints used to say, the truth ain't in you. Confess, Confess your sins and your sin of lying. If you believe that you're a child of God, a little talk with Jesus goes a long way. The old saints used to say, call him up. His phone is never busy. The old saints used to say, try God. See won't he come through. The old saints used to say, do you remember this one? I know you do. God will make a way out of no way. Some of those folks had an experience with God because that's how they came up with those sayings. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. That's a weak cry. And he will answer by and by. He, he, He may not answer when you think he ought to answer, but he will answer right on time. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what I think. Listen to me real good. Look at me. Look at me deeply into my eyes and see if I'm lying to you. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you what I know to be a fact. <laughs> my wife has witnessed it, even though she has not been a part of it. I believe there's another reason why she has stayed with me. I better stay with Moses and Daniel and Isaiah here. <laughs> but this man begin his prayers, answer. And I'll be trying to pray. I'll be trying to go against it and trying to prevent the prayers from being answered and the prayers still get answered. All of my children know about the power of God. How that God will make a way out of no way. I can tell you a, a miracle that took place this past week. I'll tell you about it. But I won't. And when you feel a little prayer wheel turning. And may I say even when you don't. Have a little talk with Jesus. And he'll make it alright. And you will know a little fire is burning, burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. I double dog dare you to do it. I, I dare you. To have a little talk with Jesus. Do it right now. When I start praying, you pray. Don't listen to me pray. You have a little talk with Jesus. And you explain everything that's on your heart. You share it with God. You got a wayward child? Pray for them to God in the name of Jesus Christ. Things may not change immediately. Just remember how much of a devil you were. Keep, keep those on. Just remember how much of a devil you were and how much God had to work with you. And, and let me just say something about change, my beloved. Growth and change. Uh, it's, a, it's gonna take a while for most of us uh, because most of us are so wicked and so evil and so proud and stubborn and rebellious, okay? It's not gonna be overnight. That's why the songwriter said, by and by. That means in time to come. Don't give up on people because God does not give up on people for the most part. So every time you hear me, you see me, start praying. Remember that. And you pray too. I don't care if it's for a hot minute. Whatever's on your heart, give it to God. Now see, one of the reasons why some people don't want to pray, even saints, is because they don't want to confess sin and give up sin and be reminded about God, about a sin that they have covered up. You can cover it up all you want to. God knows exactly where it is and he'll bring it up. You're mean and disrespectful and hateful to your pastor, to your parents, uh, to your spouse. And that's what God's going to flash in your mind and heart like that right there. How about that? One? I hear you talking to me and you asking me for something. Look at this right here. This problem. I have a problem with this right here. It's going to flow through your mind. I have a problem. I have a problem with this right here. Now, before you continue talking to me, let's deal with this problem. That's what God is doing. God wants that taken care of. You understand? And every time you pray to him for something, he's going to be bringing it that up. That's why you don't want to pray. You don't want to make things right with your pastor, with your spouse, with your parents, with a friend. A friend loaned you $500 a year ago. Friend has been trying to call you to tell you, don't worry about it. Let's just be friends. I miss your friendship, but you won't answer the phone. So God will answer the phone for you, and God will. <laughs> when you sit down to pray or you kneel to pray, God is going to bring it. Huh? They're going to. Huh? What? You don't understand? God's going to bring that person's face across your mind just like that. While you're praying to him about something, you need, you need 500 more dollars now. You can't even call this one because you done tricked him and fooled him. You can't call that one anymore. And so now you're calling on God and God is bringing that man, that woman up in your face. Okay, what are we going to do about this right here? <laughs> Before you call on me and ask you to do something. See, that's why you don't want to pray to God. Because he, when you start praying to God, he's going to start bringing up some ugly things that he does not like in your life. That's why you don't want to pray. It's too painful for you. Because you don't want to get it right. But I, I dare you, and I encourage you, to have a little talk with Jesus. And he may bring up two or three things that you need to deal with. Somebody you need to apologize to. Somebody you need to go and drop by a letter with some money in it, make things right. Even if you are a child who left without your father's blessings and your whole soul and spirit and mind is troubled, you better get it right. The sooner the better. Ladies and gentlemen on this Um, Saturday night, I want to briefly preach in your hearing the grace of God and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ or the blessed hope the grace of God in the blessed hope the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian You will never be perfect, it's sad to say, but it is true. But these two things ought to change your behavior dramatically. Big time. You ought to be seen as some people who knew you before as a totally different person. After a while, by and by. This is as a Christian now, part nine, the second coming chapel message, number 324. That means in this series, uh, which this is a mini series within the series of the second coming, that's 324 Saturdays, not not 324 days. Please turn your Bibles to Titus chapter two. Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And the word of God cannot lie. And so this is a true statement. The grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. You see what the grace of God teaches? What has been done in the evangelical church, which encompasses all denomination, on the Protestant side of the fence, and influences the Catholic Church as well. Not for good. They join with the Catholic Church, many of them, uh, undermining the Protestant movement. But anyway, I digress. We have got it backwards today in the church. We believe that the grace of God teaches us that we can sin under the grace of God and we just toss it under His grace and we just keep on sinning. And Whenever we fail and we flounder and we mess up uh, thank God for the grace of God. I understand that but the grace of God is not for that. In fact, if you think that way, I believe that you're lost and on your way to a devil's hell. If you think that we can sin, and then we can call on the grace of God like that and keep on sinning. And there's no sorrow, there's no confession of sin, there's no repentance, meaning you're going to stop doing it. Uh, Maybe you don't have the power to do it. Therefore you're not saved. You're not born again. Teaching us To deny ungodliness anything that is ungodly and worldly lusts Looking at pornography Whoring around and whoremongering around trying to have sex with as many people as we can, including swinging a marriage then then not only the swinging where the uh, two couples swing with each other's partner with which is an abomination but... We have couples today in churches. And I'm talking about folks in church now, who they're married, but they have a little whoremonger boy or whoremonger girl, a young, young, uh, a young man rather, and a young woman who sleep with them uh, every other week or whatever the case might be, and not have, not sleep with them, have sex with them. You got a perverted husband who wants his wife. For his good namesake, but he wants that young man for his homosexual lusts. And she wants that young woman for her homosexual or lesbian lusts. This is going on in the church, as I speak, and has been more so in the past. That's why we're in the mess we're in today. All of this is the punishment of God. You know that, don't you? This is the chastisement and rebuke of the church by the Lord Jesus Christ himself all of this this is a continuum this is a continuation of the coronavirus plague it has brought all of this on you can't get products you, you normally would you, ate, you you know you just went to the store you knew they were there you can't do that today plus when you go there listen to me you can go in the dollar general and buy the things you used to buy for $13. They need to take dollar off and just say general because they, they, they don't even have enough workers now to put the prices on the things and you see a one price on the shelf and you go to the counter it's going to be double triple that. That's all a continuation of the punishment And the rebuke and the chastisement that God has laid upon the church. And uh, there's always collateral damage. See, that's that's the tragedy of the church. Not doing what she is supposed to do. There's collateral damage. And we're the cause of it. Not God. We are. We have neglected the people in our communities. We don't love God and we don't love anybody else. So we have broken the great commandment. And we break the great commission. A great Commission and we don't have a great commitment to nothing and so lost people people who don't even know God are hurting today because we failed God we failed Jesus we failed this country and so guess what happens see here's what's happening you got people who are lost and on their way to hell trying to defend themselves against the onslaught of the demonic homosexual agenda and homosexual uh, community who are pushing drag queens, the worst monsters of the bunch, on children and scaring the daylights out of them and at the same time cooking them like the proverbial frog in the pot. And the church who could, the church who should have stopped it and kept the devils in the closet and and had the authority to do so, refused to do so, refused to stay committed to God, the great commandment and the great commission, and stayed on the firing line and did what we were supposed to do, refused to do so. And now the church is powerless to stop these demoniacs who have a plan. You cannot deny that. And and, 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 and someone even came up. And it's a man of God that I love and respect. And I, I never thought he would come up with a title like this. But I, I understand what he's saying. I couldn't use it in our publications. I was not led to do that. But he came up with an article. We Christians need to learn, God forbid, from the homosexuals how to get things done. That was the title basically of the article. Have we lost our righteous minds? Is it that bad? Uh, It's bad enough that we didn't do what we were supposed to do. It's bad enough we don't have the power to stop it now. they, They... I hate to say it, but they they whipped the church in America. The gates of hell should not prevail against the church. And the true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the church we see and hear so much about. That's what... I'm not going to say his name because I have too much respect for him. I think he might re- want to reconsider that title. But we, are, we can't learn from, we can't learn anything from the, the demonic homosexuals. However, they, they outflanked many people in the religious community, and they're going full head. Back to the passage. The grace of God shows us how to avoid worldly lusts and the evil that we're doing in the church today. Swinging and got girlfriends and boyfriends on the side and a little homosexual tucked away somewhere in the church your little evil secret and then you want to claim the grace of God and the grace of God this and that the grace of God does not have anything to do With sin other than Jesus Christ suffering bleeding and dying For sin was buried and rose from the dead after that is all about the grace of God delivering you from sin, teaching you to avoid ungodliness and uh, uh, worldly lusts. We would live soberly. God wants you, by the grace of God, to live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope. I call it the blessed hope the second coming of Jesus Christ, yea, the rapture of the church, as well in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is our blessed hope. We have many pastors who talk about giving people hope. Listen to me. You don't have any hope to give. Pastor, the only somebody who can give hope is God. And you need to introduce lost people in the church and outside of the church to God. And if you never preach on the second coming of Christ, you never preach on the rapture, there's really no hope. What, do you, what, what kind of hope are you talking about? Hope, what do you mean? There's really no hope without looking towards the second coming of Jesus Christ. And you need to turn your saints that are in your church onto him. That he came the first time and that he's coming back again—that's the only hope that's going to sustain you. So I don't know. It's, it's particularly in a time like this, these little cute little uh, uh, little proverbs you come up with, and little uh, and some of you, some of you women preachers, come up with them. Is you're, you're better than the men are on that. I will give you that. You got nice little cute sayings, I mean, and some of them are demonic. You people who receive, receive Paula White's mess, nothing but mess, foolishness. Has no, no connection to the Bible, man, whatsoever. Her little uh, quotes don't mean anything. That It's just designed to keep you connected with her, not with Jesus. And keep you giving money. And she'll send you 29. Little. Quotes little. Things that supposed to give you hope. And then the next five. About how many thousands and millions of dollars she needs. So don't be duped into that foolishness. There's no hope outside of Jesus. Real talk. There's no hope outside of praying to God and to Jesus and reading the word of God and the second coming of Christ. I'm looking for Him to come anytime. And at the same time, you and I both ought to be looking forward to going to Him who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us From all iniquity, all iniquity, all sin, and then to purify unto himself a peculiar people. We're going to look peculiar, we're not going to look queer. And some of you pastors, you famous pastors who have. homosexual so-called gay men who dress you you look like a clown you look like a big fat clown and i i and, and and a beautiful black woman i already talked about this and said something about it she's on television she's very smart and i like her very much and and uh, i liked her looks much better than what i saw this past so-called Homosexual Pride Month. No doubt, a uh, queen, or whatever they call themselves, did her hair and did her face and painted her up to look like a purple unicorn. And she should never let that happen again in her life. I mean, even the, even the people on the panel were looking at her like, girl, what have you done to yourself? She, looked, she had white hair. She's black. And somebody put some pap- uh, purple coloring or glitter on her face to make her look like a black unicorn. And if I'm lying, I'm flying. And she should never let that happen again. And she's probably trying to... To fit, trying to you know make up for what she said against homosexuals because she's not for homosexuality down in her heart, but to keep that job she had to go ahead and 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 uh, give in. But let me tell you, you people in the church, you preachers, you pastors, wives, trying to connect with the homosexuals and all this foolishness. Do stop letting them dress you. Stop letting them buy your clothes because they, they're trying to make you look like a drag queen because that's how Joe Reed looked this past week. I mean the the panel who they were dressed normally looking normal, even a a, 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 a lesbian woman right she was, she was looking at it like girl. what have you done? Stop trying to fit in because they're going to take you further than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. Zealous of good works. Are you still zealous of good works? Are you even interested in doing good works for the Lord? Like you used to be when you first got saved. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your holy word. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, have your people who know you as Savior to have a little talk with you instead of listening to me. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for the magnificent service this morning, earlier in the day, rather. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of us who are living between Uh, the living and the dead. And Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings you have bestowed upon us. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are born again and saved, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we, from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Wash and cleanse our hearts and our minds, souls, spirits and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. And yes, Lord, cleanse us from all ungodliness and worldly lust and lack of soberness in our minds that causes us to sin even more against you holy father god we pray for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick for the comfort of the grieving and we pray lord for the salvation of the lost people who are even in the church including my wife marika white just not born-again just not saved want all of the trappings want all the people to think they are and they will go through great lengths to show people that they are one of the beloved but behind the scenes lord in your sight they're not And so Holy Father God, I pray that you will help my wife and others to lay aside their religious pride and Admit that they have never been born again. They don't have any fruits to show that they've been born again and Open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears and Lord save their souls today. I Pray this for everybody in my family for I want to see everybody in, on both sides of our family in heaven. And Lord, I pray this for all people who name the name of Christ in their families. And Lord, we also pray tonight that you will help us to be sober minded as this passage tells us, vigilant and watchful. And we pray that you would indeed cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Out of my wife's life, Marika White, and out of everybody in our family who has that problem, no doubt it is a generational curse. And Lord, I do pray that you would break it completely and give all of us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and over the ugly demons of hell and Satan's cohorts. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight that you deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ from temptation, evil, and sin. Break the band of wickedness in our lives, for you have taught us, by your grace and through the second coming of Christ, That, Lord, we ought to live godly in this present world. That your grace has nothing to do with sin other than the forgiveness of our sins. Not for us to continue in sin. And so, Holy Father, God, give us sweet victory even tonight over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. And, Lord... For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Lord, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and help all of us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways. And Lord, we pray let for those of us who are saved and born again lift our burdens cares worries and anxieties tonight fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding your joy unspeakable your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart let there be nothing between our soul and the savior and lord we pray that you deliver us from tribulations tonight troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions uh... distresses and uh... uh, afflictions and holy father god tonight deliver all of us who name the name of christ from uh... spiritual and mental physical and emotional family and financial uh... student loan debt student progress problems and protect us all lord around the world from a housing crisis food crisis utilities crisis, medical crisis. Lord, the truth of the matter is we all deserve to go to hell. But I appeal to your mercy, your love, and your grace through your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you so much for being merciful in the midst of chastisement and rebuke and judgment. We give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. And Lord, tonight I pray For the protection of my family and for all other families that name the name of Christ. Lord, if they just have one saved person in the family, Lord, I'm praying for them and I pray for those who are irreligious as well. That your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. Protect us, Lord, tonight in our families from ourselves, from our flesh and from the devil and from the demons of hell tonight. And uh, protect us Lord from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world, even family members who are trying to hinder the ministry, to hinder your word and your holy gospel because they have demonically been filled with a root of bitterness in their own lives because of their own sins and faults and failures and communicating with the demonic and devilish people for as you have said in your word evil communications corrupt good manners. And so Holy Father God we pray that you would place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name, we do pray. Help us to keep looking up, for indeed our redemption draweth nigh. Receive all glory to your name, Lord, and lift up your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, that others may come to know you as Savior in these dark and dim days. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Dr. Paul David Tripp said the coming of the Prince of Peace. The coming of the Prince of Peace is a promise that everything that is damaged by sin will be restored. I call it the divine reset. What you are experiencing is we are approaching a Divine Reset by God Almighty. And if you get saved and serve the Lord, it's going to be a beautiful thing to behold. You don't want to miss the rapture of the church. You don't want to miss going to heaven because any good thing you experienced here on earth, you multiply it a trillion times and you might get close to how magnificent heaven is going to be for his, for God's saints. So ladies and gentlemen, to wrap up, I think this particular sermon, we may have something else to add to it. We are to look forward to the blessed hope of the second coming. One of the main reasons why I preach on the second coming on Saturdays is to give you real hope real hope I think the theme of this little chapel service is to keep real hope alive there's no other hope outside of Jesus Christ Jesus Christ said I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh to to the Father but by me The word blessed, I'm saying blessed, but blessed, conveys, conveys joyousness or joyfulness and uh, beneficiality. Our hope is blessed because the return of Jesus Christ will be a blessing to us, beyond a blessing, a huge blessing because it's going to change everything. It is the divine reset. We will see that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And this is a verse that gave me great hope when I first got saved. Powerful passage. the sufferings that we have down here, the trials, the tribulations, the troubles, the persecutions, the fiery trials, will be small little things compared to the glory of the future. The word hope does not mean an uncertain desire for Christ's return but the assurance that it will happen. You see when we have communion around here at Gospelite House of Prayer we remember yes the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and we celebrate that. But we also remember which we will be taking communion tomorrow morning and you're welcome to be here if you're not taking communion with your own church. Get you some grape juice, not white grape juice, red grape juice because it represents the blood. Or you may have uh, some cab in the cabinet, a red wine, preferably kosher wine. And get you some unleavened bread. You can go to Kroger's and crack some uh, unleavened crackers up. You don't have to spend a whole lot of money and you can be ready to have communion with us tomorrow. But when we have communion, we look towards the blessed hope as well. He came the first time, he's going to come the second time as well. And uh, if you know he came the first time, then you can be assured he's going to come the second time. It is the blessed hope. Dr. Matthew Henry said, This denotes both the time of the accomplishing of our hope and the sureness and greatness of our hope. It will be at the second appearing of Christ when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's glory and of the Holy Angels his own glory which we had before the world was. I told you the divine reset is afoot. His own glory, which he had before the world was, and his father's being the express image of his person. And as God-man, his delegated ruler and judge, And of the holy angels, go ahead, Matthew, as his ministers in glorious attendance. His first coming was in lowliness to satisfy justice and purchase happiness and joy for real and peace, for he is the Prince of Peace. His second will be in majesty to bestow and instate his people in it. Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto those that look for him will he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Jesus Christ is called the great God and our Savior for they are not two subjects but one. Christ then is the great God, not figuratively, but properly and absolutely, the true God, the mighty God, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Glory be to God. In his second coming, he will reward his servants and bring them to glory with him that is, his servants, his born-again ones, his saved ones, who followed him and by God's grace strove to obey him and did obey him. My hope is built on nothing less. By hope is meant the thing hoped for, namely Christ himself, who is called our hope and blessedness, in and through him even riches of glory hence fitly termed here that blessed hope. The design is to stir up all to a good life by this blessed hope. Dear friend tonight, do you know him, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world? who made sure that the grace of God has uh, been spread abroad for everybody to, to see it and to experience it through Jesus Christ, His Son. Do you know Him as your Savior? If not, tonight is your night. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Here is how you can place your faith and your trust in Him for your soul's salvation from the power of sin and the pain of sin and the consequences of sin in that awful place called hell. First of all, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner as I am and as is everyone born into this world. We have a sinful nature so therefore we sin. We are sinners by nature. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then secondly notice that there is a punishment for sin always. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. We die for sin. We don't die of cancer, we die of sin. We don't die of the coronavirus plague, we die of sin. We don't die of a car crash, we die of sin. It is appointed, the Bible says, the men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Do you know him as your Savior before you leave this earth? Third, I want you to understand that you need to accept the fact that you are on the road to hell if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're not talking about church membership. That means nothing. We're not talking about church baptism. Without believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, it does not mean anything. We're not talking about doing work in the church. Or speaking in some unknown tongue in the church. That has nothing to do with your salvation. We're not talking about how much money you gave to the church. Or the fact that you are a preacher in the church, or a pastor's wife, means nothing. You could be a pastor's wife and a pastor and still die and go to hell. A deacon and a trustee and still die and go to hell. If you're depending on that, you are going to hell. And you're on the road to hell right now. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. And he preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48 in one of his most uh, important messages on hell. One of his largest, longest messages on hell, rather. Let me put it that way. And if thy hand offend thee, he said, cut it off, it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off, it is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. My dear friend, hell is real because Jesus Christ said so. Hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you straight from Jesus Christ as well. So Jesus Christ was a hell-fine brimstone preacher. He preached the bad news so that you can appreciate the good news. And here's the good news from the lips of Jesus Christ, who said the most loving words, the most magnificent words, and the most important words in the history of the world to mankind when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart His gospel, His good news that He suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins as the uh, sinless, sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who paid for your sins and mine and for the whole world so that we would not have to go to hell. He died. He went to hell and went through hell for you and me. No man died like Jesus. I believe it is the worst death, worst torture in the history of the world. That's how bad sin is in God's sight when you see the cross, the cruel, mean cross. But he proved over and over again that he's God in the flesh the Son of God, the God-man, 100% God, 100% man, for he rose from the dead early one Sunday morning. That's a fact. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Please follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. And get your soul saved from the power of sin, the pain of sin, and the punishment of sin in the flames of hell forever. And go to heaven with God and Jesus, the angels and the saints. And guess what? God really wants you to be there. He did all of that to save you so that you can be in heaven with him for the divine reset, and we can begin to fellowship anew. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I have sinned against you in many ways. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. My failures and my faults, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of all of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I do pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you pray that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please uh, go to Gospelite Society, uh, International, or Gospelite House of Prayer and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friends, until next time, Lord willing, we'll be here tomorrow morning for our monthly communion service, which is a full service by itself. We may do some other things early tomorrow morning as well. As we're already geared up for it. So we'll be glad to have you. If you're not going to be. In a a church somewhere tomorrow morning. uh, You don't belong to a church. We'll be glad to have you. Now if you belong to a church. And you're in good standing in that church. And the church is in good standing with you. You have communion with your church. And then whenever we are. You are free, and your church service is over. You, you're you welcome to come over here and be with us. We thank God for you. And let me just say this. I'm, I'm going to do something, uh, if God reminds me, uh, to do so. And that is, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Gospelite Society International, Gospelite House of Prayer, Daniel White Third. And uh, we have not done this down through the years, and many of you know I have preached nearly every day for almost seven years, trying to warn, trying to get people saved, and so forth. If God will so lead you, and God has blessed you. Now, if you're struggling, and you need money, don't give us a dime. But I'm asking those who God has blessed, in a special way, to at least... Send us $7 via Gospelite Society Cash App or Gospelite Society Paypal. Uh, Daniel Ezekiel, uh, one of our producers, uh, please set that up and make sure that is still up like it's supposed to be. And it would help us tremendously during this time. And so we need your help. We thank God for the help of others. And if you have benefited from this ministry, please help us to continue on by the grace of God. Let's all stand for our final prayer. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Lord, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done in both services today. Thank you for what you did in between the services. Thank you, Lord, for the hard work of our producers and directors and technicians who make all of this happen for your glory, praise, and honor. And, Lord, we pray that you'll bless them for it. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. And comfort those who are grieving. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as the music plays, I'll fly away.